Jesus. Indeed, what a wondrous love this is that we celebrate today as we celebrate resurrection. And thank you to Tim and our choir, Frank, Sherry Beth. Is that Sherry Beth over there? Sharing with us today. Let's continue our journey as we have journeyed all the way through Lent, as we journeyed through Holy Week, as now we come to Resurrection Day, so that we might hear, well, not the end of the story, but this part of the story. It's in the 28th chapter of Matthew. Let me invite you to stand in honor of the reading as it gives to us the new presence of Christ. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Be seated. Well, Mary Evelyn was headed out to the movies last night. And I asked, well, what are you going to see? She says, I'm going to go see God's Not Dead. (laughs) What a movie to see a night before Easter. And she said, you know, there's lots of things that have come out just lately, a lot of Jesus movies. And we, we talked about heaven is for real. Some of you maybe have seen that. We talked about Noah, you know, and there's controversy here and there about Noah, how accurate it is or might not be, and, you know, those sort of things. But lots of Jesus movies lately, Mary Evelyn said. Then I found out uh, Ben, who had been in his medical school Bible study on Friday, had a visit from a professor who told them that the movie Ben-Hur had played a significant role in his conversion experience. So last night, he and medical students had gathered up and they were all going to watch Ben-Hur and see Charlton Heston do it all again. You know, I think God really likes the movies because God loves the spectacle. And from time to time, we get that spectacle in the movies when it's a Jesus movie or a God movie. How many of us could, could uh, forget the first time that we saw the Charlton Heston part the Red Sea there in the Ten Commandments? Because God loves the spectacle. 
But then there we got those movies that we really didn't expect uh, in ways that we saw God that we didn't expect. Who could imagine that God would have been portrayed by George Burns at 90 with a little cap and kids on his feet, you know? And then, and, and, and who did he come to visit? But John Denver, you know, far out. But then there was, uh, but then came along Bruce and Evan Almighty. And I guess besides George Burns, maybe I doubt I would have uh, thought that I would see God portrayed by Morgan Freeman. Much less that at the end of the movie, uh, Evan Almighty, that they would just get back to doing the dance, you know, like that. It's just the way God was portrayed in some of those ways that didn't seem to live up to all the spectacle that we had seen before. But you know, Morgan Freeman was right. When they get to the end of Evan Almighty, it is time to dance. My friend Glenn Weigel, with whom I worked up in Columbus, have known for so many years, says that Christmas and Easter are our high holy seasons. They are indeed our time to dance as God's people. And when we hear those words on Easter morning, Christ is risen. Indeed, we remember that it's our time to dance. But if you look at Matthew 28, and especially just the chapters beforehand, you realize that the disciples are not dancing when it comes to daylight on Easter morning. Take a look at the background for today's passage, and you would think that the disciples had had just about all that they could take. They had sensed the growing tension in Jesus, no doubt. And while he had gone about his teaching and preaching in the area of Galilee and he'd fed thousands and he'd worked miracles and wonderful things had been happening and everyone was just gleeful about it. There comes that moment when Jesus sets his face to go to Jerusalem. And the disciples realize that the tension is mounting. They saw all that he had done. But now at this point, as we get to Matthew 28, the, Jesus has been taken from the disciples, just simply ripped from their presence. But it wasn't just that they were missing him. They were dealing with their own guilt for not defending him. They were dealing with their shame because when he might have needed the most, they deserted him and went and hid in their fear. Their fear left them in hiding, left them purposeless, left them thinking they had nothing to accomplish, left them with no words to say because in their fear they had forgotten his words for them. And now here come these women saying that they've had instructions from Jesus, instructions that said, don't be afraid. Go and tell them to go to Galilee. There I will meet them. Words from Jesus. 
But unfortunately, these disciples had established a bad pattern over the course of their ministry with Jesus, a pattern of of stumbling and bumbling through just about every challenge, a pattern of misbelief and misunderstanding, and they have to work hard trying not to stumble their way through this one. But in this case, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Jesus was inviting them home to Galilee. So the disciples dared to cast aside their fear, to take hold of hope. They were headed once again to the sea where they first met him. Because Jesus is saying to them, home is where I am. And today, those are the words we need to hear. Today, we need to hear Jesus' words, don't be afraid. People are afraid of all sorts of things. We've talked about that before. You know how Tim loves snakes. Hmm. Some of you probably uh, remember the first time that you ever appeared on a stage, either in a play or to give a speech or stood up in the pulpit with a word for the congregation for the first time, and you were, as the Bible puts it from time to time, you were sore afraid. (laughs) Stage fright does that to people. I think I've shared with you before, but there was one time while I was in Columbus, I was asked to portray Jesus and to, and to give those words of Jesus, those farewell words of Jesus to his disciples. Uh, and I was just scared to death. I mean, I had, I had played different roles on the stage before. I had been the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. And I had uh, been in a variety of plays, but on this particular day, being asked to play Jesus, I was petrified of doing that because I knew that these folks knew me. And portraying Jesus was just so out of character for anybody. How in the world can you stand up and say, I'm Jesus today and I'm perfect? (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. I was petrified. But then I began to look at the words that I would be sharing, words that Jesus had shared with his disciples. Things like, things like, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. My peace I give to you. But stage fright is an easy fear. It's an easy fear. Our fears, our greatest fears go much deeper In fact, some of us, if you look at those words in Gladiator, there toward the end of the movie as Commodus comes to the Gladiator, to the Spaniard, and he tells him that he wants to fight him in the arena, and the Spaniard says to him, you would fight me in the arena? 
Commodus says, do you think I'm afraid? He says, I think you've been afraid your whole life. And some of us have lived our lives that way. Some of us woke up this morning afraid that someone would discover us. Some of us woke up this morning afraid of things that might happen. Some of us woke up afraid of things that have happened in our lives. Some of us woke up afraid of things we've done or that we might do. Our real and greatest fears go much deeper than stage fright. Many of our hurts and fears go much deeper than anything that we can imagine. Can you imagine the hurt and the agony of the, of the people who are wondering what in the world happened to their loved ones on flight 370? Can you imagine waking up this morning there in South Korea wondering what in the world happened to your loved ones on that doomed ferry boat? I can't imagine the agony. It's into that kind of hurt that Jesus speaks the words, Don't be afraid. Meet me in Galilee. It's time to go home, to go where Jesus is. As a child, I knew home was where mama was. And I remember a day when I was about eight years old, I'd gone down to our tree house down on the other end of the neighborhood. We'd been building and tearing down, and, or maybe it was falling down, I can't remember. Building, hammering, all nails. I was barefooted that day. And as I prepared to go up into the tree house, I I didn't notice that board that was over to the side. I needed glasses. We didn't know it at that point. But then as I, as I be, began to make my way to the treehouse ladder, I stepped on that board, and what I didn't see was the nail. And it went in good. And, of course, I yanked my foot back off of that nail and stepped away with the other foot and hit another nail. And cried out and put my foot back down on the original nail. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it was all I could think was what? I've, I've got to get home to mama. So I got back on my little red bicycle and I pedaled away. And my feet were bleeding and the pedals were bloody. And I was crying the whole way. And by the time I had gotten home, one of the neighbors had called to find out what in the world happened to David. But I knew where mama was. And that's where I was headed. I was headed home. Home. In all the times that Jesus had tried to tell his disciples of his coming death, they had continuously responded with denial. So as Jesus is ripped away from them, they are unprepared. But the words of Jesus through these women point a way forward for them. It is those words which bring people home to Jesus time and again. Don't be afraid. Meet me in Galilee. I'll be there. Come back home once again. 
it was probably Simon Peter. He was always the first. It was probably Simon Peter who grabbed his fishing pole first and said to the rest of them, let's go home to see the Lord again, to hear his words, to do his bidding. Even churches need to stop and remember those words of Jesus. Sometimes churches even fall victim to their fear, though it's, though it's more than likely that they fall victim to their complacency or to their laziness. They need to remember the words of Jesus spoken on an Easter morning. Don't be afraid. They need to remember the words that he spoke to them that they, that they need to hear over and over again. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come home even if you're petrified. Come to Galilee. I'll be there. Even death cannot hold me in the grave. That's what Easter is all about. And That's why we dance on a day like today. There is uh, that song that we sing, and we won't do our pew dancing this morning, but in in that hymn, it's number 261, it goes, Dance then wherever you may be, I am the Lord of the dance, said he. And I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. The last verse says, They cut me down and I leapt up high, I am the life that'll never, never die. I'll live in you if you'll live in me. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Try it. Dance then wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. And I'll lead you all wherever you may be. And I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. It is our day to dance. And because it's an Easter Sunday, we sing because he lives. It's number 364. And as we sing because he lives this morning, we remember all of those things that he tells us that we can do because he lives. We know that as we go forth from this place today, we don't have to be afraid. Because we're going back home. We're going to the place where he is, where he'll meet us. No matter where we go, he has preceded us. He has established a way pointed a way forward, and because he lives, we can face tomorrow. If he's calling you to respond in some way, to make that commitment, to come and say a word, a prayer of thanks, come and do that. Make your commitment in your pew as you sing. Perhaps he's calling you to be a part of the St. Matthew's congregation. If that's true, join us at the front. However God is calling you and setting you free on an Easter morning, then let him do that as we sing together. Let's stand. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. 
he came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth a living just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and fill the pride and joy he gives. But greater still the calm assurance this child can face in certain days because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know And life is worth the living just because he lives. And then one day I'll cross the river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory. See the lights of glory, and I'll know he reigns. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future And life is worth a living just because he lives We have a couple of little dancers right there They know it's time to dance As you go from this place today, don't be afraid be prepared to meet him in Galilee. Know that he'll meet you there. Come home to Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen.